talking about the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. And the first one is the foundation of them all, where Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. And he said, Because they are, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so when we recognize our spiritual poverty, we recognize our sins, and we come to Jesus with them, he forgives us. And the amazing response of God is, he approves us. You see, there's nothing as important, there's nothing as blessed as being approved of God. I can't be approved of God by trying to work my way into his approval or buy my way into his approval. And he says that that when we, when we do what he wants, ours is now the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven becomes ours. We are approved. So if we're poor in spirit and recognize him, he approves us. And we're a part of his kingdom. Now, the kingdom means several things. First of all, it means that we're going to heaven one day. And that's very, very important to know and to believe. And to have that as a part of our daily understanding is certainly encouraging. So whether I live or die, I'm okay. I'm going to heaven not because I deserve it, because I've seen my sins and I've trusted Christ to be my Lord and Savior. But also his kingdom is right now. It's not just tomorrow, someday. It's not just heaven one day. It's right now. His kingdom, Jesus said, was going on right then. His kingdom of heaven is in us. And he said, because we receive Christ and come into relationship with him, he said, the kingdom begins now and it begins in us. So he follows up then in the second one of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, not only uh, are approved are those who are spiritually poverty-stricken and see their need, but also approved are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. If you're interested in being approved and blessed of God, then it's really important that you hear this truth. See, the number one ambition of Paul's life was to please God, and, and that is to be approved and blessed of God. That should be our number one goal in life, too. And Jesus said in these verses, He's teaching us how that we can be approved of him. Last week, or yesterday, we noticed that the first essential to be approved is to be poor in spirit. And then once we do that, then the second rung of the letter comes, that is, we mourn about those sins. We begin to to be burdened about them. I remember before I came to know Christ, God convicted me of my sins, and I was burdened. I had a heavy, heavy burden. And I didn't fully understand what that burden was. It was the burden of my sins. But when I gave my life to Christ, the very day I did, it was like a giant weight was lifted off of me. For now, I had been forgiven. I was approved. But I I went through a time of mourning over my need for him. What was Jesus really saying? Well, he didn't mean that he wanted us to be grim and long-faced, sourpuss believers, cheerless, perpetually down and discouraged. Some people seem to interpret it that way. Charles Spurgeon once said some preachers he had known appeared to have their neckties twisted around their souls. In other words, they just didn't exhibit anything of joy and peace. But that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about a different kind of mourning. He means mourning over our personal sins. And the word mourn is a very strong word. It speaks of deep hurt and serious sorrow. It's really facing up to our sins and mourning over our failures and feeling the recognition of, man, I really blew it. I really hurt those people. 
I really hurt myself. I really disgraced God. I did, what I did was terrible. David recognized this after his sins with Bathsheba, and he confessed them, and he said, Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. He says that in Psalm 51. But he did sin against Bathsheba and Uriah. Bathsheba and Uriah, but he says, I only sinned against God. Did he not realize that? No, he realized it, but he was so aware that he had broken God's heart. He was so aware that he had hurt God. He was so aware that he had done something against God, that that was the foremost thing in his mind. Same way Isaiah felt when he saw the Lord in the temple that day, he said, woe is me, I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips and dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. That was Peter's attitude when he saw the glory of the Lord Jesus. And he said, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. I, I don't deserve to be in your presence. This, I see me myself as I am. So Paul did that when he said, when I acknowledged I'm the chief of sinners, for I saw the glory of God, and, and I saw myself. You see, that's what happens when we, when we really sorrow over our sins. We sorrow because we see the truth and we are sad and broken over what we have done it's not the remorse of a judas who sees what he's done and is caught in it but it's the repentance of simon peter who after betraying and denying jesus declares that he needs god's forgiveness paul in writing his second letter to the corinthian church this he puts shows us the difference between worldly sorrow and godly sorrow he says in second corinthians 7 9 i now rejoice that you were made sorrowful, but that you were made sorrowful to the point of repentance, for you were made sorrowful according to the will of God in order that you might not suffer loss in anything through us, for the sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without to regret leading to salvation, but the sorrow of the world produces death. You see, Paul had dealt with some of their sins. They had recognized them, and they were sorry for them, and they mourned over them, and they confessed them, and they got them right. Today, we would rather be entertained than face the truth. Most people can't spend five minutes by themselves. They either have a song playing on their phone or they have uh, a movie on television or on cable or on Netflix or they have something going or they're playing a video game or they're doing something, just anything to not be quiet, to be still and to, and to focus and face up to the truth about themselves but God wants us to have the joy of knowing that we are forgiven and that we are in a right relationship with, with him this attitude of mourning over our sins is absolutely necessary to come into the, the real vital relationship of salvation with God and I think that it's important for us to recognize that and and to come to grips with that Bob Pierce once prayed God break my heart with what breaks the heart of you I want my heart to be broken with what breaks God's heart. But most of us have never caught a glimpse of a broken-hearted God who grieves over sinful men. You see a picture of it when Jesus is weeping over the city of Jerusalem. He cries out, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I would gather you under my wings as a mother hen gathers her chickens, but you won't let me. And we see it in, in Jeremiah as he's weeping over the people of his day. So it's important for us to recognize the importance of being right with God and coming seriously to do something about it. We'll pick that up tomorrow and talk a little more about it, and I hope you'll be with me.